Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Yes, it is Matt Mosley. And I uh, hope you had a great weekend. It was a really good weekend for the Baylor softball. And uh, we'll start right off today at 420 with Coach Moore. And excited about that. That we got a great guest lined up at 5 o'clock today. Going to learn a little bit more about Baylor basketball. Eve Meesey, who is now with the Bears, and then some of these other uh, players that uh, are up high in the rankings. The Bears are after the director of recruiting. For ESPN, Paul Biancardi will join us at 5 o'clock. We think. We think. Paul has a unique way of letting me know whether or not he's doing something. So I think I now know his signals. Uh, but we'll be, uh, we'll be getting in touch with Coach Moore at 5 o'clock, or excuse me, 420, coming up in just about 15 minutes. And, of course, Stephanie Sports Corner, as always, boy, she got you ready. For the Derby, Derby had some excitement. I will tell you, um, I attended a, a horse, uh, a uh, Kentucky Derby watch party in the Metroplex, and it was a, uh, it was a, it was a really fun party. Uh, obviously, the news started to come in kind of after the party. Um, we watched the race and everything, and then started to, uh, they were starting to break in. Maybe even before the race. Race was about 5.45. We started to get details on what had happened out in Allen. And that is awful. And, uh, boy, just thinking about everybody uh, involved, just continue to hear horrible stories and tragic things that have come from that. People that were lost in that. And in that, in that uh, well, just senseless violence, murder. Uh, it is... Uh, it is awful, and it's far too happens far too much in our society now. And I don't think we can ever get to the point. I don't want us to get to the point where we're just sort of like, yeah, it just happens. That just happens. Uh, and again, I know everybody has theories on what should happen. I won't get into what we should do as a country, but uh, I think there's a lot of facets to this story. And uh, today, it's just I just think about all the people who just went up there to an outlet mall trying to have a great time. And um, and and their lives and 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 their everything was just shattered forever, and uh, just uh, really really awful that aspect of it. So of course that kind of uh, that kind of uh, put everything in perspective. Uh, all the awful things that were happening. There was a horse race. Uh, there was a winner on the race, and I and I found that interesting. Stephanie may have some thoughts on this here, but the Venezuelan. Uh, community that was uh, this was a group from Venezuela. I, I kind of enjoyed getting to know the the father, the son, 
Uh, sounds like I'm about to get spiritual here. Um, but it, just the the whole group, they were all interviewed, you know, and, and and it just seemed like an interesting, um, and, and, you know, they, it was a fairly long shot, not a huge long shot, but somewhat um, two bucks to win. I don't know. Two bucks would win you thirty-three bucks or something like that. So if you loaded up on a fifteen to one, the winner of this thing, uh, you were doing really, really well. And uh, so that was that was fun to watch the race. Uh, I did. Uh, and Stephanie will appreciate this. Aaron, I uh, had a fedora, found kind of a nice, colorful shirt, some gray slacks, and then kind of a linen. Um, you know, kind of a that light linen jacket that you might see at the Derby. Uh, I couldn't find any of my old um, seersucker type situation. Used to have a little bit of seersucker that I could go with. Uh, I don't think I could fit into those pants anymore at this at this stage of my life. But uh, and I don't even know if they exist. But it was a it was a, it was a nice gathering. All the women had beautiful hats. A lot of Baylor people were involved. Um, the Valengas were there, uh, Carl and Christy, his wife, big time Baylor couple. And, uh, so that was fun. And they were pouring all kinds of things, some mint juleps, Prosecco juleps, and, um, and of course, uh, bourbon and that kind of thing. And then some waters, soft drinks was more at my speed, but everybody was, uh, having a great time. And then again, really tragic news coming out of Allen and I would be remiss if I did not to open today's show, just kind of letting everybody know that we're thinking of that. And then the tragedy in Brownsville as well, with a car going out of control, um, killing quite a few people there in Brownsville. And we don't know all the details yet on that, whether that was a purposeful type thing or just somebody that got completely out of control. Uh, we know that person is uh, now in, you know, I think it's like, Three or four million dollars on uh, uh, bail, and uh, is what it would cost, and and uh, to bond themselves out or whatever. So, and uh, so I, I think that uh, whoever it is will be staying in jail for uh, quite some time, uh, and who knows, maybe for many many years. But already lots of charges going that direction. All right, um, lots to get to today. Uh, Aaron, I also thought, and, and I want to get Stephanie's take on this as well, last night's NBA game was fascinating for, well, really it was a great game, and Jokic had 53 points and played beautifully, but the game was overshadowed by Jokic tried to go into the stands because he wanted to inbound the ball quickly, and a fan, I didn't know at the time who it was, wouldn't give the ball up. And then, and then Jokic kind of ripped it away in the ball, and Jokic kind of put his arm out and made contact with the fan, <laughs> and the fan goes flailing around and acted like acted like uh, Jokic had just knocked him senseless. Well, it was, it was a complete embellishment, much like players we see trying to draw a charge, and it ends up being the owner of the Phoenix Suns. Aaron, that guy's name is Matt I- Ishba or something like that. I mean, what a what a goofball! What a and he played basketball at Michigan State. I mean, you're the owner. I mean, it almost reminded me of something Cuban might do down there, not letting the player have the ball. 
I mean, let the players do what they're going to do and, and stop behaving horribly and, 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 and embarrassingly. So people are calling, by the letter of the law, the, you know, our man should get suspended for a game. If you make contact with someone in the stands or forcible contact or something like that. Aaron, I, have you, I don't know if we've seen anything breaking on that. I'm really hoping they just fine him and the technicals enough. Let me look real quick and make sure we haven't had any breaking news on that front. Um, the owner of the Suns has come out, Ishbia, and said that he tweeted that Jokic suspension would not be right. All right, so at least he's doing that. But he really should come out and apologize for being an embarrassment and embarrassing the NBA and embarrassing himself. All right, Aaron, you know what time it is, sir. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Uncle Worm Smokehouse, Mission Golf Cars, and Epperson Tractors. Boy, she's right now up on the good foot, as uh, Stretch used to say. And uh, uh, a little brass monkey, that funky monkey. And Stephanie from Sales steps in. Stephanie, great to... Great to have you on today. Thank you. As, uh, we do your daily segment about four oh eight every day, mm-hmm. and I'm just curious did did you um, did you watch? I mean this this derby that you had talked so much about. Did you invest some time in the pre race, and did you watch the race? Um, I did watch the race. Scott and I watched it. Um, I actually watched some of the races. You know the earlier races during throughout the day, uh, being in and out of the house. Uh, but yeah, I watched it. I didn't watch a lot of the pre stuff. I was busy doing domestic things around the house, but uh, I did watch it. And to see Mage win it I, and watching it, I was like, I was just cheering just to cheer. I was cheering for all of them, and it was pretty exciting to just to watch him come like from from behind and then just boom, just that last quarter mile, just really kick it in, and he won the whole thing. So yeah, it was pretty exciting. Um, to watch so, you know. mage, mage, yeah, um, M A G E, isn't it? Yeah, M A G E, correct. And uh, yeah, and I like that. He, I like you said earlier. Um, you know, his odds were fifteen to one, and he, he did it. He pulled it off. You just, you just never know. You know, it's kind of like uh, animals are kind of their own creature. You know, they're different from humans, and they may decide like oh, I don't feel like running today, no matter what you do. And then yeah. some like you know. Horses could be competitive with each other, and he just, you know, took off. But um, I wanted to bring up. I'm going to switch gears. By the way, real yeah. quick, Aaron, can you can you get a copy of her saying? I want to play that back from time to time, <laughs> where she where she breaks the news that animals are different than humans. They uh, are. I kind of like. You know, I like that. I think that was a really good point today. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you know, you were talking about the NBA. We're in the NBA playoffs, and so yes, I yes. came across this. Um, I am not, please forgive me, I'm not a huge basketball fan, even though my son played basketball in college. You know, I just, I just, I mean, I understand the game. I just don't really follow it till like, the playoffs. But anyways, here was, I read the story, came across it, and you probably know, James Harden with the 76ers. He had a great game last night. He scored 42 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. And hit the game-winning three-pointer in overtime. But here is what I I, I want to talk about him. 
So, um, you know, we just had this awful shooting in Allen, Texas. Um, but back in February, they had a Michigan State shooting. We all remember it, and it was awful at Michigan State University. And there was a gentleman there, a student there named uh, John Howe. John uh, was shot in the shooting, and he's a big uh, James Harden fan, and you can go back and look at clips. Um, it's all over the news. But anyways, Harden found out that Howe was his, a fan to his. He ended up contacting Howe during his rehabilitation, sent him, donated money for um, his recovery, sent him shoes, shirts, all that. Well, he told him and his family that when he was well enough to come to a game, that Harden was going to bring Hal to a game, and he did that last night at Game Four. Um, you can see uh, James Harden and John Hal uh, hugging on the court before the game, talking, and uh, gave him up. Uh, Harden gave him an autographed <laughs> autographed his shoes from the winning game last night, and gave it to him and said, "Okay, you're my good luck charm. I want you back for Game Six. So, I just thought that was a really good, you know feel good story um, that, you know, when you're in a position like that, I don't care if you're in the NFL, if you're in the NBA or you're in MLB, you reach out to a, to a fan like that. Um, and then he follows through. Cause you know, some players could be like, yeah, you need to come to a game, but then don't really follow up through it. And James Harden did and showed, you know, just um, has been very supportive through um, Hal's recovery. And unfortunately how is paralyzed but he has a great attitude on life. He's thankful to be alive. And just, um, I just thought it was a feel-good story. And there you go. So I'm looking, you know, I'm going to follow it to game six and see if uh, John Howell's going to be there. And um, mm-hmm. there you go. So that's what I have for you. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, and, it was a good uh, story. You know, the, uh, well, th- yes, I'm, uh-uh. you're complimenting, complimenting yourself there. But I, yes, that is, you did bring a nice story to the air. Thanks. I, I didn't mean well, like you're coming from me. I well, just meant well all done. around. No, I Aaron, give her, her <laughs> no, give her her props. I mean, she did not wait for me to compliment her. No, I just <laughs> I didn't mean it for good, me. I just meant I know for every day. That's, I, I want that to be your new thing. After every after every session, I want you to I want you to say that was a good, good story. story. That was yeah. a good episode, Matt. Yeah. Of, um, uh, you are an affirming person, not just to yourself, but to others, because sometimes <laughs> you'll text me and say, hey, you know, Scott and I are listening. I love this show today. Mm-hmm. So I like mm-hmm. that. Not everybody at Eminem Broadcasting. It's There's like- certain people I've never heard a compliment from. It's just like either you get the paycheck or you don't. Exactly. All right. Here, the um, yeah. Kyler Murray, by the way, is doing something similar. He played at Allen, mm-hmm. and so I know he's going to be helping out the community and doing some things. So I think that is good to bring the spotlight to uh, a player like that doing something. And you're mm-hmm. right. The first game of the series, Sixers won. He scored 40-something. Really hadn't been good in games two, three. And then he went crazy in that game last night. I'm glad you picked up on that. And then also Jokic, who I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep your eye on him, Stephanie, in that other series. It's 2-2 now. Mm-hmm. The Suns and the Nuggets. Um, he is my favorite player in the NBA. Uh, Nikola Jokic, mm-hmm. and he's a two-time MVP. He didn't win it this year. Uh, Joel Embiid won it, 
but he's just an awesome guy, cool guy, and uh, and he's just an incredible, incredible player. One of the the most skilled big men to ever play in the history of the NBA. So right. keep keep your eye on uh, on uh, on that player, Jokic. And I'm anxious to see uh, in tonight. It's Knicks and the Heat, and also the Warriors and the Lakers. Now I'm a big Steph Curry fan because I like his name. So no, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, so I'm anxious to see, you know, there's a whole lot of talk out there about, you know, is Steph Curry a goat? Mm-hmm. Is he better than LeBron? You know, there's so much out there. So I'm going to keep my eye on that story and, and see what happens. But yeah, there you go. That's what I have for you today. Hey, thank you. Good thank stuff. You. It Yeah, it is Stephanie Sports Corner. You hear it every day oh, around 407 or 408. Excellent, excellent material today. Now, next, we do have Glenn, oh, man, Glenn Moore, Baylor softball coach, coming off a huge weekend for the Bears. Take that, Longhorns. Glenn is next. Keep up with Baylor Bear softball on ESPN Central Texas. Central Texas now has an exciting new store where customers will enjoy a boutique-style setting for men's clothing. Welcome to Sterling Clothing Company. There, you'll find men's dressy casual clothing, good for every day at the office or perhaps dinner that night. But also shorts, swimwear, athletic wear, and shoes for the pool or attending the game. Sterling Clothing Company features brand names not usually found in other Central Texas stores, including Onward Reserve, Johnny O, Turtleson, 34 Heritage, Seven Diamonds, and Two Under Underwear. This store has one-of-a-kind clothing for all ages. Locally owned and operated, Sterling Clothing Company, 2012 North Valley Mills Drive, Waco, and at sterlingclothingco.com and on Facebook and Instagram. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 6, and Sunday, noon till 5. It's Genco's 70-year Platinum Auto event. Now's the time to go platinum at Genco, where we've been saving members money by paying less for their cars, lowering their interest rates, and reducing their payments. Refinance now and receive a rate as low as 5.09% for 48 months. Then skip your payments for 70 days. Apply online and get an additional rate discount of 0.15%. Go platinum. 70 days, no pay platinum. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Member NCUA. Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs, plus the best ribeye steaks in town. Featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies bring two or more friends for ladies night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Bosqueville. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. When it's more than just your lawn, it deserves the Kubota Z400. Get a head-turning offer on class-leading speed, agility, simple deck height adjustments, and a quality cut. When you need comfort and performance, then you need the professional-grade Kubota Z400. Right now, get the Kubota Z400 mower for zero down, 0% APR for 48 months, or save $300. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? 
Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Glenn Moore joining us now, Baylor softball coach. Coach, I was very excited. I know you were too. But, I mean, to see those brooms come running out of that dugout, it's just, uh, oh, it was a sight for sore eyes and uh, really, really fun. And it just, I mean, this season, just when you think it can't get any better, it does. Uh, congrats, first of all, a sweep. And, you know, when you needed it, I mean, obviously you would have taken two out of three and that would have been a great series, but then to sweep the mighty Longhorns, number five in the country, uh, congrats. Very excited for you, man. That sounds good. Every time I hear it, Matt, I I can't hear it enough. I'm, I'm so stinking proud of the girls. You know, you're right. Uh, you could easily said two out of three is enough and, we're fortunate to get that, uh, but just like all year, Matt, they've come to play every game, regardless of the situation, whatever just happened or what's in front of them, they just play. What was it about that first one uh, in Austin? You run rule them. You know, what does that do for a team when you come out like that and you kind of establish that? I, I would imagine it puts some pressure, obviously, on the horns, but what did that do for y'all's mindset to come out and jump on them like you did? You know, I do think this team thinks they can play with anyone. So I don't, I don't know that it had anything to do with who we were playing. Obviously everybody's going to get up for uh, good teams and top 25 teams. And this, in, in this case, a top five team. Uh, but we played well down there last year when we weren't nearly as good a team. I think we won one of the Saturday game, 17 to three down there and, uh, just didn't take our foot off the gas pedal. And same thing here. We started out on fire and uh, the pass the bat, uh, quality at bats and good results and had a few breaks here and there and just never let up. What did you, what went into your decision with your, your pitching? Uh, resting Dory, obviously West and Crandall come through for you in a big way. I mean, I, that's it. It's an interesting time of the year, and obviously, it ended up being the right decision. Now that we know what happened, what kind of had been? Had you been kind of thinking that one over and thinking through it? Um, just that whole de- de- the decision to to do it that way. Yeah, it was a it was a calculated decision. Dari, uh, as you may know, uh, was injured during the off season from last season. Rehab during the summer didn't have much of a fall. And uh, really didn't know if she would be ready to go at the start of the season. So 
we were uh, we were concerned. She threw well right away uh, in the season, and she had some big games. But because of the loss of Leah Benford, we uh, probably had too much of a workload on her, so her velocity has been down a little bit. So we just uh, made the decision. We felt the NCAs were secured, and uh, we didn't think after uh, Iowa State that we had a chance at hosting. I think now we're back in the conversation, but uh, – think we thought we had lost that so we thought if we're going to make a run in postseason we need to get her velocity back up and rest her so um uh, we thought you know it's a high, it's a high risk high reward situation but uh as opportunity for those kids to grow up a little bit and they certainly did they pitched well coach human called an unbelievably weekend of uh pitches uh, against one of the top offenses in the country and so we benefited on both ends. We were able to rest her, and uh, you know we got two wins right away. And we thought that probably put us back in the conversation to host. And uh, you know let's uh, let's not risk her on one game. So uh, we decided to hold her out again. We were prepared to go with her to close if we needed to, but uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really need to. What was her attitude like? She seems like she always has a great attitude, but she's also a huge competitor. Um, how did she kind of embrace the weekend knowing, hey, she wanted to do everything to help her team, but knowing this was for the greater good of the team? How did she receive the news? No, I think uh, she was a part of that conversation from the, the start, and she's she's almost like a coach on the field. She's such a great leader for us, and, and uh, she's very unselfish at the same time she is, as you said, very competitive. So it was not something that she was – happy about but it was she was a part of that decision and felt like uh, felt the same way we did in order for her to get back to where we want her to be and where she has been before the rest was probably necessary all right and uh, uh lavalley hits that ball down the line what how did you how did you kind of see that one i've kind of watched it over and over but it kind of shows her and i only got one really good shot of the player down there at uh first base was that just she put it hit it pretty well chopper and and just a a, a tough one to handle what did you see about that play the the game deciding play there well you know me i can see the strike zone from that third base coaching box better than most umpires can from behind home plate so <laughs> I I, uh, I honestly thought it was no question whether it's fair or foul. And looking back now, I obviously know how close it was right on the line. And uh, so I immediately uh, deferred to my wife and daughter sitting right down the line, and they both said it was fair. So I was fairly confident. And then I went to the dugout and uh, about 50-50 said, I don't know, it could have been foul. So I got a little worried at that point in time, but – I knew I, typically, Matt, when they take a, when you've had the call in your favor and they take a long time to overturn it, it seems a high percentage stay. Um, they're looking for a reason to go the other direction, and, and it's got to be very clear. So knowing that the call was fair to start with gave me a little bit of hope. Glenn Moore joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And, uh, boy, now they're saying College World Series – I mean, people have thought great about your team for a while now, but, boy, this put a punctuation on the uh, regular season and everything. And like you said, you're back in the conversation for hosting. Can you lobby for something like that at all? I mean, you have obviously been a great program for many years. Uh, You've got a great facility. How do you how do you kind of handle that, Coach, or do you just need to let me lobby and get on social media and, and really hit this thing hard? 
but we definitely need the the all powerful uh, Matt Mosley lobbying for us as much as possible. <laughs> I think that would carry a lot of weight. Uh, we, you know, we send in a resume, and now we we've been writing that resume the the last few weeks, and and uh, you know, I think it. Uh, might have very little influence over the committee's decision, your RPI, um, your wins against top-ranked opponents. But we've got a great resume. There's not many teams in this country that have six wins against the top five um, teams in the country and really lost one close one to Oklahoma State that uh, had two runs taken off the board. That would have been a seventh. So we've written a pretty good resume. We've had a little bit of a roller coaster year, and I always think that if they – want to keep you from hosting, they can find something in your schedule to do that. But, uh, but I think the girls deserve it personally. Yeah. And, and what a, I mean, after the ceremony the other day, uh, and, and, and the way folks went out and performed, I'm talking, I'm thinking about Josie right off the bat, uh, the double off the wall, uh, to start that seventh, uh, inning rally. I mean, how, how cool is that to, uh, to celebrate somebody like that and then to see them continue to contribute, those can be tough days because there's so many emotions. I've seen it work against, like, the basketball team in the past and things like that. And, uh, boy, to stay in there and to end it like that, that's a uh, – if that's the way she went out, that's a pretty incredible way to do it. Yeah, I, I agree it can work both ways. And we typically do our senior ceremonies after the game for that very purpose so that they can concentrate on the game first and then celebrate afterwards. But we changed it up, only one senior. And uh, she was pretty emotional. So I was a little surprised that she was able to focus the way she was and have such a, a good outing. And uh, I think she was said it best. She said, if this is my last game at, uh, at Getterman, I could, I could certainly live with this. So it was uh, – a it was, you know, you think of that in high school football or in football in general, the homecoming games, coaches are always worried about those distractions. I think it's similar to that. All right. Who, who are the keeper of the brooms, by the way? I mean, that's not, they all are pretty well equipped and ready for that decision to be made. Those brooms weren't just in the closet over there next to the dugout. Somebody had collected a few of those brooms and had them ready. Who, who should we credit for that? Yeah, I can't answer that question. I just know I was not a part of that. And uh, and uh, I, when I saw when the, when they came out, the umpires came out of that uh, and made that decision that it was a fair ball and the game was over. It was no holding them back at that point. In time. <laughs> you can't like send them back, can you? Like get those brooms out of here. <laughs> I was getting out of their way. Is what I was doing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What were they stacking on? Was that Josie's head? They were putting a bunch of stuff on. I was watching one of the uh, John try to interview <laughs> interview her after the uh, game yeah. and the the team was stacking stuff over. I mean that in addition to the uh, Gatorade bath or water bath, whatever we call that. Uh yeah, there were there was some stacking going on. Is that is that sort of a normal normal activity for for your team? It's a, it's kind of a softball tradition and not one that I'm very, really fond of, uh, similar to the cheering <laughs> in the dugout. But, uh, you, you know, if they're having fun, enjoying it, they, they like to mess with the person being inter- interviewed. And that was her, her interview with John. And I think they were stacking cups and gloves and putting th- things in her arms. And, and uh, she was handling it right before the Gatorade bath. But I, I remember watching that back. And I think John warned her that she was about to get a Gatorade bath. And I thought, 
Uh, I thought that was a kind of a, a cheap thing to do. I think they needed to surprise her. She still got wet, but uh, so it worked out. I think she knew, and she didn't even turn around, even after he warned her, and she did a nice job of continuing to talk to him, but she did say something funny, like, was there a question somewhere in there? And I yeah. think... <laughs> By the way, I heard, I, I people would be wise to say that to me sometimes. Think about how many times I say a whole bunch of stuff, and you have to, whoever's talking to me has to, like, pick out, wait, was there something Mosley meant to ask? Because he, he just said a whole lot of things. Well, okay, now what do we do now? What do you, what's the team do now to kind of get prepared? Obviously, it'll be fun to kind of find out, get all the information how do you kind of keep everybody hopefully on a roll in a good place? Because it really does seem like um, you're kind of peaking at the right time, so to speak. And, uh, and again, to do it without Dari is pretty amazing. And it really worked out beautifully. A calculated gamble. I shouldn't say gamble with what's going on in some college. But a calculated decision, you called it. Uh, oh, by the way, how how much is the velocity down, if you don't mind, like in a situation like that? Because, I mean, two or three miles per hour, I would think, can make a pretty big difference. Is that accurate, or was it yeah. was it down even more than that? Was there a question in there somewhere, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got it. Uh, it's probably been more four and four and five miles uh, at, at a time, at a, a few times lately, especially in – Iowa attributes that a little bit to the the 35 degree chill factor up there when we haven't felt cold weather and playing in the rain a little bit. So, you know, when she's throwing up around 70 uh, fairly consistently, and that's really hard, uh, really fast, and she starts hitting 65 and 66 consistently, then you know that her arm's starting to go into a dead phase that uh, you need to try to protect her and let her build back that strength. But she's had a little bit of rest now even in the games up there we didn't overthrow her because of that so um, I think she's going to have best case to recover from that um, and uh, I think uh, uh, you know I think what, whether she does or not I think we're giving her the best opportunity to recover from it all right and I love that throw from McKenzie was that wasn't that McKenzie out in uh, center ball off the wall catch uh, gets it and gets that ball in and I I know she does that on a fairly routine basis, but, man, on a bang-bang play, any hitter thinks if they hit it off the wall, they got a, you know, a certain double. And that's pretty remarkable how you know the throw has to be good, the catch has to be made, the tag has to be made. I would think that has to make you smile, Coach. Um, the endless times you've probably worked on that. And, and the relay, and I mean, the, just getting the ball back in as quickly as possible. But, I mean, that's a that's a beautiful play. Well, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say that was a beautiful play because you, you, you live for those types of plays. And, and, Matt, I have a defense that can make those remarkable plays. Uh, the plays made up the middle by my middle infielders are as good as major leaguers can make them. And that play off the wall was just – she knew exactly what she had to do as soon as the ball was in her circle without even looking and – and uh, Presley put a tag, and you know, there's, there's a lot of things that uh, the average person may not see. You have to, if you go to the runner on those tags, a lot of times they get underneath the tag. You got to be disciplined enough to take that tag straight to the bag first, and she did, executed that perfectly, and it, it easily beat her. Uh, yes, it was a nice play, and, and McKenzie's not uh, 
it's not surprising to see her make those types of plays. She's, she's a cerebral player that, that thinks through things before they happen and knows what she's going to do with the ball. And, and we've seen her make quite a few of those plays. Well, very excited. And, uh, boy, Shaylin, when I see her turn on one, again, that's kind of one of y'all's signatures. Y'all feed off so many of your players. But when, when uh, Govan puts the bat on one and, and it just, you know, there's a no-doubter. And you've got some power on the team, but there's something about the way she does it. And I don't know what it reminds me of. Maybe I got to – maybe I'm thinking of Pops back in 79 or something. But there's like – there's something about her when she bombs one, it's just it, – it just really sends a message, at least in, in my mind. Uh, Friday night down in Austin was a good example of that. We get two runners on and – and uh, she's just uh, she's got a clue. She's a smart hitter up there. She's a modern day Babe Ruth. It's, they, she gets pitched very careful, so she rarely sees a pitch that is over the middle of the plate. It kind of surprises her when it's there. But she can hit a ball a long way, and she can hit a lot of pitches. She's a good bad ball hitter as well. So uh, the whole lineup benefits uh, from her being in it because of how they have to pitch her, even when she doesn't have a successful. Um, uh, uh, you know, at bat, she she forces a lot of pitches, and she forces other uh, hitters like Clauses uh, after her, and and Watson, and you know Emily Hot before her. She she forces the uh, the pitchers to throw differently to the whole lineup because they don't want to work their way back to her. Yeah, yeah, Watson can hit it out of the park as well. Did you? What was the highest velocity you ever had? You were ever. Uh... Uh, with the king, you know the king in his court, and all when all that was going on. What's the what's the fastest you were ever uh, clocked at? Eighty four. Whoa! Goodness gracious! We used to tell people one hundred and four because that sounded good, but eighty four was the <laughs> highest. And you're throwing from forty six feet, and you're letting go from about forty feet. It's not a lot of reaction time. Oh my gosh! When's the last time you tried to hum one? <laughs> uh, you want to bat off me, aren't you? You're, you're trying to. You're, you're, uh, you're getting a scouting report right now. We're mm-hmm. going to have to make that happen. I think. I think you I might send. You might try to get me off the plate. Is what would worry me. There could be chin music um, happening, but uh, I'm sure you're still pretty accurate. My gosh, eighty. That's crazy. 84 miles per hour. What's the fastest you ever pitched overhanded? Oh, I couldn't pitch overhanded. I I uh I tried it a little bit in uh, early years, but uh and I have no idea what the speed was. I had a decent arm, but I couldn't throw a strike. I had, <laughs> uh, completely different, completely different. I was a catcher. I was a catcher in baseball and uh, and pitcher in softball. So, was, go figure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, very excited and uh, can't wait to kind of find out here and, and uh, we'll we'll be doing that in the coming days. And uh, I really appreciate the time. I was, uh, I was excited. And I mean, as soon as the final out, I was trying to request you to see if I could get you on today. So I really appreciate you doing this. I always appreciate it. Hey, we're going to have our announcement party uh, next Sunday night. I think it's 6 p.m., 5 or 6 p.m. We'll have a release on it next Sunday, this coming Sunday night over in the B Association room. We'd love the public to come out and see if we're a host, if we get awarded a host. If not, where we're going to go. Okay, I'll get the word out. As you finalize that um, 
let me know, uh, and I'll uh, that that would be neat to get everybody out there, and and uh, and 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 that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. So we'll get the word out. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. Take care. There he goes, Glenn Moore, a man who once threw an underhanded. 84 miles per hour. I mean, he traveled with this uh, unbelievable kind of the the Harlem Globetrotters of softball, and they used to attract big crowds, and he could hum it. 84, that is scary. I mean, the best uh, in college softball is probably up around 70 or 71. That's about as fast as it gets. Uh, Olympic level would be... 72 73 maybe or something like that 84 is just unheard of Woo. all right it's matt mosley's show uh espn central texas let's do some campus confidential and let's do it next it's on to the big 12 tournament in oklahoma city for glenn moore and baylor softball this weekend on 101.3 fm it's baylor and iowa state to open the big 12 tournament thursday in oklahoma city 11:45 for the warm-up show high noon first pitch on 101.3 fm join dan ingham from the big 12 tournaments every game on 101.3 fm Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs, plus the best ribeye steaks in town. Featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies bring two or more friends for ladies night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine. Located on 19th Street in Bosqueville. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I want to thank everybody for a jam-up April and ask for more of the same in May. If you're thinking about trading or selling your vehicle, we will offer you $1,000 of our wholesale value, which will save us a trip to the auction. So don't be fooled by all those big discounts offered by some. Totally find out that the hidden cost can cost you thousands. Buy from people you can trust without all the gimmicks. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with Time to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground, perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Introducing the new B.O.B. Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Hellberg Barbecue. The B.O.B. Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, 
a smoked then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides, and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for $40. And Thursdays from 4 until 7, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. ESPN Central Texas. Man, fun to have Coach Moore on. He and I have a great time. Love hearing him when he's on with John. And uh, what a season. I, Aaron, I picked the right season, didn't I, to jump on the bandwagon. And see if people say, oh, Mosley didn't. Well, I, I actually was out there hanging out with him before the season ever started on the dinner on the diamond. And it kind of happened in a funny way that I won't get into how I ended up down there for that dinner. But it was just it was just so much fun. And then all it took was like one time – hanging out with the players and, and the coaches. Well, I've known Hoot and Glenn for a long time, but still, it just it was such an easy team to root for. And they had a real good speaker. I like that guy. Uh, some kind of Baylor professor. He got going. He got his, had us all going. So some good stuff, good stuff happening. And then also, Jokic is not going to be suspended by the NBA. Aaron just uh, was sharing that story with me as we were wrapping up the last segment, and um, he is going to be fined $25,000, which for him is not much. Most of us, that would that would really put us out of business. But um, it, it's not much for Jokic, um, who makes, I mean, who, uh, you know, untold millions. But it still, I didn't think he even warranted that. I guess they felt like they had to do something. If you're going to fire him twenty five k. I say find the owner of the Suns 25K. Raise some money for charity. He was the one that wouldn't give the ball up when Jokic. Jokic does that all the time, by the way. No matter who's got the the referee, the fan, he's always going over there and grabbing the ball to try to get the ball up the court. So for a fan slash owner to, to like, try to keep it from him is ridiculous. It's embarrassing. So find him, too, in my opinion. In IMHO, in my humble opinion. All right, Aaron. Hey, by the way, Aaron, uh, happy birthdays go out. I know you and John do birthdays. Uh, my uh, my sister and my niece. I won't say how old my sister is, although she's really getting on up there, catching up with me. Uh, but uh, my niece is 10. Okay, big one. 10 years old. All right, so Mary Lively, big-time birthday yesterday. Happy birthday to Mary Lively, my niece, my sister Mandy. I uh, wanted to get that, get on the record with some of those birthdays. All right, we got a bunch in May. Father-in-law 
uh, uh, Don the other day, May 1st. All right, so big birthday for him as well. So I want to, want to get the birthdays on the record there. Uh, all right, Aaron, what do you have for us in Campus Confidential? Former Baylor women's basketball guard Jaden Owens, who entered the transfer portal last week, has found a new home, and she will remain in the Big 12. She committed to TCU today. Owens averaged 8 points, 5.8 assists, 3.5 rebounds, and 1.8 steals last season for Baylor women's basketball. Well, good for her. I mean, I I don't really know why you would transfer from Baylor to TCU. TCU's going to have a new coach. Uh, maybe they will kind of turn the tide. Maybe she'll be a star for them. I, I never thought she kind of wanted to be a star. She actually is a good scorer, but she was not always a willing scorer. Sometimes she had you kind of had to almost make her shoot. So, I mean, she's got – there's things about her with her passing and her shooting that are really, really good. So, I don't know. Maybe she becomes a star for TCU, and maybe there wasn't going to be I – don't, I don't know this for a fact, but maybe Nikki and the coaching staff had told her, hey, you know, if uh, just been up front with it. We still see you. They would not have said she wasn't going to play because she's good enough to still play a role on this Baylor team, but they might have not been able to promise her that she was going to continue to start. I, I don't know. Uh, I, good player, and I do wish her the best of luck there at uh, TCU. TCU, which uh, Aaron, <clears throat> they were like won one game in about two seasons. And didn't they win one in the tournament, though? I think they won one in the Big 12 tournament, then not, almost knocked somebody else off. I can't It might have been OU. I mean, almost took somebody down. The, uh, the old Horn Frogs. There's no reason why the Horn Frogs can't be good at women's basketball, but they just haven't been. And I like that coach. I like uh, her name was uh, Peebly, like Reagan Peebly. I liked her, really did. Great attitude, tremendous attitude, but just they couldn't get the couldn't get the wins in. All right, sir, what else do you have? Kansas State and football coach Chris Kleiman are in the process of finalizing a new contract worth forty four billion dollars over the next eight seasons. Kleiman will make an average of five and a half million over the course of the deal which sources told ESPN extends through the 2030 season. The deal, which goes into effect July 1st, is expected to be completed and announced very soon. It comes after Kleinman led Kansas State to the Big 12 title, their first since 2012. Yeah, um, really good coach. You know, I was kind of wondering what West Virginia would do with a new AD, and they – decided didn't they keep him here and they did didn't they they kept neil brown for at least one more year um i this is this climbing is uh really really good uh just uh just kind of like matt campbell did at iowa state went in there it's been impossible to replace snyder uh they've had to bring snyder back and this and i climbing is just a comfortable in his own skin doesn't feel like he has to do everything like Snyder. Uh, does some really interesting things at quarterback, and and I I'm a little worried about them this year because I think that I think they'll be good. He's a really good coach, runs a good program, play good defense. Um, really have have gotten better on offense over the years. They took this guy from Nebraska that had some talent but had really not done much at all. And, and turned him in almost to a star. And then he gets banged up, and Will Howard comes in and plays beautifully. I mean, play remarkably well. 
and he's back next year. Aaron, remind me, at some point I'll bring that up. Um, I, I saw some quarterback rankings today in the Big 12, and it includes, of course, all the all the new schools. And so I thought that would be kind of fun to uh, – uh, our, our buddy from uh, Oklahoma, uh, Barry Trammell, put those together. So let's uh, at some point, maybe today, maybe later today, we'll take a peek at that. But uh, but but that's very well deserved and uh, good for K State for taking care of him. And he becomes Aaron, um, as you were kind of talking about with the numbers and all, third highest coach in the Big Twelve, third highest uh, Venables. And Gundy, I think Gundy and Venables. Uh, apparently, they pay they pay a lot in Oklahoma, not for public uh, school teachers, but certainly uh, head football coaches. Speaking of Oklahoma, Oklahoma and Texas have dotted the I's and crossed the T's on everything to finalize. They're joining the Southeastern Conference. Oklahoma's Board of Regents Friday approved the necessary contractual agreements with both the Big 12 and the SEC to switch conferences. That comes after Texas Board of Regents last week allowed UT Presidents Jay Hartzell to sign agreements for the Longhorns to move to the SEC. The schools will join the new league starting July 1st, 2024. They'll play this season in a 14-team Big 12 that includes new members BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston. Yeah, all that. You know, what I would say to that, Aaron, is – it's your funeral. <laughs> okay? I mean, we've known it was coming forever. Formal votes. Um, OU could never in a million years do something on its own. We found out several years ago, OU tried to make a move. They got interested in going to the, I think at the time, it was either the Big Ten or SEC. Uh, uh, T- Texas was interested in going to the Pac-12. And... Basically, OU is told to settle back down. They were not going anywhere without Big Brother Texas. So while they outperformed them, I get it on the field, and that's where it mostly counts. When it comes to making moves, they cannot do anything without the University of Texas approval. And it's like, Delos, what, can we go? And Delos said, nope, we got this, uh, we got this Longhorn Network we're going to do. And we're going to try to, you know, become a superpower in this little conference. And y'all just sit there and enjoy it because you're not going anywhere. And that, and that's the truth. Oh, you people be like, Mosley, you're being mean to us. No, it's the flat-out truth. They tried to go somewhere else, and Texas said, not on our watch. DeLoss, I mean, basically destroyed the conference and saved it at the same time. He saved Baylor and TCU and everybody. I mean, well, they brought TCU in. Um, you know, by deciding to stay in the conference. They, they could have easily left a while back, uh, a while ago, but nobody wanted them to have that Longhorn network. And the Big 12 was like, BB at the time or whoever it was, was just like, yeah, do whatever you need. You'll do whatever you want. And they fired him anyway and moved on. But, uh, yep, and now they, uh, now they head off. Aaron, you could tell I'm not bitter about it at all. But, no, I'm fine. At this point, it's like good riddance. Y'all go do your thing. And we're going to see how this new thing works out. BYU, I mean, I, I'm excited to have people that want to be here. Like when U of H and the Cincinnati fans show up, I'm excited. I'm going to host them at my tailgate, Aaron. Do I have a tailgate? I'm going to, I'm going to invite them out to our pregame show. And just say, hey, guys, come by and let me feed you and, and uh, 
you know, get and share some drinks and all kinds of stuff. I'm, I'm tired of all this other stuff. Okay, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and the recruiting director for ESPN's high school recruiting. This is awesome because we can talk about all these Baylor players, all these unbelievable players across the country. Paul Biancardi um, joins us next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor athletics. Up to 60% off storewide clearance now at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Friendly GIA certified diamond experts, top diamond quality, thousands of markdowns hurry in. Up to 60% off at this first time ever clearance event at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond stud earrings, watches, diamond fashion, and gold fashion, all up to 60% off. Not a discount store, it's only at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Hey, Russ, I heard you're working for Walker Realtors, the Eastland Group. I sure do, and we have two locations, Waco and China Spring. I hear you're joining Home for Heroes. Yes, I'm joining a national organization called Homes for Heroes, where all firefighters, healthcare professionals, law enforcement, military or veterans, and teachers qualify for this awesome program. How can people find out about this program? Well, they can call me at 512-417-9772. Weikert Realtors are your real estate experts. Cool. This is ESPN Central Texas. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I want to thank everybody for a jam up April and ask for more of the same in May. If you're thinking about trading or selling your vehicle, we will offer you $1,000 over wholesale value, which will save us a trip to the auction. So don't be fooled by all those big discounts offered by some. Totally find out that the hidden cost can cost you thousands. Buy from people you can trust without all the gimmicks. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We treat you like family. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. 
Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive, discounting your prices, not your service. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Paul Biancardi, um... Uh, joining us now, director of recruiting for ESPN, and uh, Paul, always fun to visit with you. I've loved your work on this Bronny James, uh, and and it's it really cool that you have the perspective, uh, perspective, you know, of of having gone after and recruited LeBron back in the day when you were at Ohio State. This has to be one of those full circle moments for you. How cool has it been to to kind of watch Bronny and then see him? Uh, make his commitment to USC the other day. Oh, you said it best, Matt. It, it was, it's just a full circle approach. That's the way I looked at it. When I first watched Bronny James as a rising freshman, I was like, oh, wow, this is LeBron's son. And I was recruiting LeBron at the same stage. And, and then after a year or so went by, you know, Bronny became his own player. Uh, he, he got away from being LeBron's son and, and being Bronny James. But it is really cool to see someone like LeBron, which is something you see once in your lifetime, and then to see his son come up through the ranks and really make his own name for himself in the game. And I think that's what people don't understand. When you're the son of an NBA player, and certainly LeBron James, a, a legend in the game already, why he's still playing, you know, there's a lot of criticism and sometimes there's, there's a lot of praise, uh, sometimes both a little out of whack. Uh, he's handled it extremely well, and uh, I really enjoyed covering him as a player uh, over the course of his four years, and now he's going to take that next step to USC. And he, he finished inside the top 20 in our rankings, and he started as a sophomore uh, at number 25. So you know, he's fluctuated over time, uh, but he really improved himself as the years went on, and that, that's his greatest attribute. What do you think it is about uh, USC 
that other than because you could make the argument maybe it'd be good to get away from uh, family and, and, and kind of do your own thing, but maybe he does want to stay home. There are all sorts of pressures that no matter where he goes are just inherently going to be on him. What was it you think about that program? I mean, they have another unbelievable recruiting, you know, in 2023. Um, I mean, it, you know, you've got somebody, I think, ranked, what, number one in the, in the entire class. What was it about that program and that coach, you think, that, that, uh, that Bronny decided to commit there? Well, a couple of things. First of all, Bronny's parents, LeBron and Savannah, had to be comfortable with the situation. Because when when you have a child and you're LeBron James or any other celebrity, you have to be you have to be careful of where your son is going to be and who's he going to be with. I think they felt really comfortable with Andy Enfield um, and and his staff, easygoing guys that have done a, a tremendous job out there in Los Angeles. You know, they were one of the better defensive teams in the country last year, USC. And I think now with Bronny James and, and a top recruiting class coming in. Yes, they do have the number one player, Isaiah Collier. They have some other excellent players as well coming in. And Collier's a point guard. Bronny's a combo. Uh, seeing Bronny play was important with LeBron's schedule. I'm sure that, that makes it a lot easier being right down the road at USC. Comfortable with the staff, style of play, and who he's going to play with. He was really comfortable with Isaiah Collier at the McDonald's All-American practices. They were both on the West squad. Uh, they did a lot of drills together. They looked comfortable playing with each other in the scrimmage and practices. So I, I think that had a large part to do with it. You know, who he's playing with, who he's playing for. And I, I do believe staying out west was something that was important to the family. And he had a chance at Oregon as well. A lot of people talked about Ohio State because LeBron, when he was growing up in Akron, we were recruiting him at, at Ohio State. And then the staff after us came in and, built a good relationship with him once he got into the NBA. So I think that was a, a viable factor as well. But ultimately, staff, who he's playing with, style of play and location were the determining factors. Paul Biancardi joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What about uh, Eve Misi uh, coming in to Baylor, reclassifying 2023. You know, I immediately was texting you, okay, now what does this make the class? What's the, <laughs> what's the rankings now? And I don't know how quickly or, um, you know, what, what, it, what it's like when you have one of those reclassifications. But I, I, I would think this probably didn't catch you by surprise. There's probably been talk that he was thinking about this the whole time. Um, and I don't know if that changes because of Baylor losing some players or being thin at certain positions. I don't always know exactly how that works. But when you saw that, is is this a player that that truly can have that immediate impact, or is this a is this a pretty raw player? What are we talking about? Because I know he's ranked very highly by you and your staff. Yes, first of all, we had a lot of information that this was going to happen. It was more a question of. Uh, when it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. But it had to be comfortable for Missy and for the Baylor staff. There has to be, you know, a gap, an opportunity for him to come in and not just practice and develop, but actually get meaningful minutes. And I think when you look at their roster, uh, that opportunity exists. He got ranked um, in the final class rankings in 2023. We put him into the senior class, and he finished at number 50, which is a tremendous ranking. Uh, 
considering, you know, he reclassified up into guys that he really didn't play against all that much or he didn't mm-hmm. get analyzed against. He got analyzed with the guys in his class. So now he went up against older, bigger, more established players in the game, uh, more talented kids. But if you're in the top 100 um, of these rankings, you're, you're one-tenth of one percent of the entire high school population. And, and the reason I say that is there was a study a couple of years ago. There was, there was approximately 100,000 high school seniors playing basketball. And, and from that, 1,000 more or less go play on Division One level, all levels of Division One. So it could be Stephen F. Austin. You know, it could be Texas Southern. It could be Baylor. It doesn't matter. But roughly 1,000 kids go Division One. So if you're in the top 100, you're one-tenth of 1% of the entire population. I think he gets time right away as a shop blocker, a defensive presence, a finisher on the offensive end, and somebody who can grow over the course of the season and time into somebody who can score. Look, he's got tools inside to score. He's got length. He's got mobility. He's got bounce. He's got touch. I've seen him get to his jump hook several times. Terrific on offensive rebound putbacks. Or he can get offensive rebounds. Uh, I like to call them throwouts for the three-point shot. So he'll give Baylor a huge lift and presence this year as a freshman. And I think it, you know, it, it takes your class, Matt, as you did text me, uh, like minutes after the reclassification, <laughs> you were right on it. And uh, uh, you were number one. He, um, <laughs> this puts Baylor's class into the top ten. Actually, it puts him at number eight. So Scott Drew, again, you know, top ten recruiting class, Baylor. Um, he, he has just done miracle work there in Waco over the years. Oh, I love that. Number eight in the class. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was kind of hinting that, but I wanted to hear it from, uh, I wanted to hear it from you. That's, uh, that really is, uh, exciting. Okay. So Jacoby Walter, when someone gets bumped up a few spots late and y'all kind of give your final rankings for the class, tell me what goes into that. Does I guess you have to fold in how he looks in the McDonald's All-American game, how he looks in the, the, the other couple games that he's participated in. Obviously, it seems like he's really finished strong before he reports to Waco. But what do you think it is that, that caused you and other scouting services um, to, to bump him up to where he's now – I don't know, you probably know it off the top of your head, but it seems like he's kind of knocking on the, the top ten door as far as players across the country. Yes, he, he cracked the top ten for us at number eight wow. in the final ESPN top 100 rankings uh, of the senior class. He was always highly thought of, and, and prior to that number eight final spot, he was in the, the late teens, which is a significant spot to be in. Obviously, McDonald's All-American. Uh, which is considered one of the 24 best players in the country. He had a great season at, at Link Academy, and he's an unassuming 6'5 scoring guard. I say unassuming because he's not very you know vocal, which that has to change on the defensive end, especially. You know, he, he his game is loud, but you know he doesn't bring attention to himself. He doesn't you know look for shots. Uh, but he looks for shots at the right time. He played in Geico Nationals, which is the top eight high school teams in the country that are qualified to play. And, and, and Link won it all. I mean, you're talking about Sunrise, 
Christian, IMG, Montverde Academy, uh, Lujai out of New York. These are all top eight, ten high school ranking teams in the nation uh, to, to play for a championship on three consecutive nights. Uh, one of the games, he just went off for 35 points. And you, you just don't do that against that level of talent, that level of coaching in, in a championship format, uh, especially when the other teams at this level, they do a lot of scouting. So he, he was fantastic. What he brings to Baylor is the ability to create his own shot. He knows how to get space. At 6'5", he has an excellent mid-range shot. He, he's a very good finisher because he, he focuses on the rim and he's got good body control. And he's got plenty of athletic bounce, you know, to flush it on people. And then now, at this point in time, he's making the three-point shot, both off the dribble and off the catch. He is one of those guys who can truly score at different levels and different spots on the floor. He's got excellent size at 6'5". And for a guy who's a star, he plays a team game. How debilitating is that for uh uh, the Longhorns to lose Ron Holland at such a late date. I mean, I, I hate to see it. I'm all, for, I mean, for player movement and that kind of thing. But boy, once you commit, and then you're getting close to going. And I know they had a coaching change and all that, but uh, that's got to be extremely tough on the Longhorns team that you know well. You've always been great at talking about Texas in that roster, and you've been pretty bullish on them in the past few years. What does this do? to the Longhorns, and, and how frustrating do you think it is for that staff to have something like that happen? We're talking about uh, the number one or number two player in the country for 2023. Yeah, we put Ron Hall, and we moved him up to number two in the class uh, based on you know what he did all season. He led Duncanville again, state championship, um, number two or three ranking of, the, of all the high schools in the country. I mean, he's a tremendous prospect. He's what the NBA looks for when it comes to size, basketball IQ. His skill level is improving, but his energy and motor is second to none in the class. And even with the coaching change, he stayed true to Rodney Terry. Uh, but I think what happens with a lot of these high-profile players is, is their intent is to stay at the school, but with the portal and or players coming back, it changes their outlook on what their role could be for the next season. And so for him, I think with the fact that Dylan Mitchell, you know, I believe is, is coming back or just getting information to come back, um, you know, that's kind of a position that he was slated for. Uh, or Terry Morris obviously moved on. I believe yeah, he's at Kansas right now. So sometimes players don't feel as comfortable as they did when they made their commitment. Yeah, that is uh, really interesting when you see that happen when somebody is the, the biggest part of your recruiting class. But I guess that's the thing about the portal. You can go find somebody else these days, and uh, Texas will not lack for talent. Let me ask you one more. Trey Johnson, 2024, uh, by some, the top. Um, I mean, I get to see him play a lot, and so in my mind, he is the top in the country. But I'm very biased when it comes to him. What are you, what are you hearing about him um, headed into his senior year? He'll have opportunities to play anywhere in the world he wants, but, of course, his dad coaches at Lake Highlands, so there's reason to, to stay right home and go for another state title. What are you, what are you hearing on Trey in, in his prospects? Well, first of all, we, we have him number one in the class of 2024. Um, we have him as the top player in the class and obviously the top 
um, shooting guard in the class. Love his size, love his scoring ability, his jump shot, all those things into one. A little bit of a Jacoby Walter type, uh, but a better shooter at the same stage. Uh, when it comes to recruiting, I mean, this is this is going to be a heavy race. I mean, he, he is top player in the class, a difference maker for the college that he goes to, and a very good chance to be, you know, a one-and-done player. And, and, and quite frankly, a high lottery pick if he continues on this path of development and improvement. I think Baylor is right there. I think Texas, Kansas, Kentucky. If you ask me, those are the top four in my mind uh, that are probably have the best chance to get him. Okay, but you don't see him maybe at least right now going to one of these academies, or you're not hearing anything along those lines. Well, you know, it's interesting with all the players. You hear different things that oh, he's looking to go somewhere, or he could end up somewhere. Uh, right now, I think that's speculation. Uh, only because, you know, his dad's situation, they won the state championship. You know, he is the centerpiece of the program. Uh, the great Jim Valvano always said, don't mess with happy. And, and Trey Johnson is very happy at his high school. Um, but could it happen? Sure. Um, the later the, the summer goes on, there's less likely a chance that it will happen. All right. Well, uh, say the word, by the way, if you ever come to uh... – Lake Highlands, all right, to see Trey. I bet you see Trey at a lot of these events. So you, I'm sure you've gotten yeah. to know Richard and, and everybody. Yeah. He's a phenomenal player and a great kid. So uh, that's going to be fun. Now, the other one, by the way, Miro uh, Little coming into Baylor. Um, is he, I mean, is, is he a, a, a starting, I mean, he may not be one and done like some of these players that have come in. Um but what what do you what do you kind of see from him? Is he do you have him as like an immediate impact starter type player for the Bears? I have him as an immediate contributor, uh, starter, and somebody who will contribute. He's not a one and done type, but I'll tell you what he is. He's dependable. He's intense. He plays both ends of the court with, with the same focus and intensity. He makes open shots. He makes good decisions. He's a decision maker, a shooter. He's very aggressive in his game. Um, doesn't fear anyone. You know, I like what he brings. I, I think Baylor fans are going to love him in terms of, you know, the intensity and the focus and the defense that he brings. You know, Scott Drew and puts a premium on his defense. And Miro Little can defend, make open shots, good decision maker. Uh, I think he'll start or get starter minutes uh, right from the very beginning. You know, with all that they lost this year. I mean, this is a, a prime opportunity for Little you know, to step in. They lose Flagler, right? Keontae George, L.J. Cryer. So, it, you know, it's probably a starting spot there for Miro Little next to Langston Love. Well, listen, I uh, I appreciate it, Paul. Always fun to catch up with you. And uh, I, Dallas-Fort Worth area is uh, producing uh, players at an un, unreal rate. And I, I'm sure it has something to do with – you know, coaching, uh, you know, and they've had great players over the years. But I, to me, this might be the heyday. What we're seeing over the past, I don't know, three, four, five years, it's just like season after season after season. And uh, is, there, is that what you think? It's just there seems to be some great coaching, great development. What is it about the, what is it about the Metroplex, other than being a big place, big metropolitan area, but it does, does it not seem like Dallas-Fort Worth is like better than it even was seven, eight years ago when it comes to a talent pool? Yeah, I, I think you can say that. First of all, there's more grassroots 
opportunities for kids uh, in Dallas than ever before. So I think that that plays a factor because when, when kids can play more, they get a chance to be, you know, they got opportunities to be seen. Uh, there's better coaching, I think, than ever before. So you combine the opportunities with the coaching. And, and basketball has always been a really, really you know, popular sport in the state of Texas. We, we know that other sport is number one, uh, but, but basketball is real popular, and there's been some phenomenal talent come out of the state over the last you know, 10, 15 years. All right, I appreciate it. Do you ever are you ever sort of glad that you're not uh, coaching with the NIL, the transfer portal being like it is? Do you are you kind of glad to be on the uh, the media side of this thing now? Uh, in some ways, I am because it, it it does distort a lot of decision making by parents and 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 players and you know third parties that advise these kids sometimes for the wrong reason, just strictly for the money versus the fit versus the head coach, versus the, the school, the alumni, um, and the whole experience. It, 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 it bothers me at times, and I think it's a difficult situation. But I also understand it. I've adapted to it as an analyst and understand it uh, probably better than most. Uh, so I, I think the relationships that you build with kids over the course of time can, can help you navigate it. But, but I love coaching. It's all that I ever wanted to do. And I, I still feel like I'm coaching. I'm just probably coaching everybody's kid right now. well it's a fun you have a i love your you know what you do recruiting director for espn it's uh it's very visible you do some great things and and neat things like doing Bronny's games when he was on some kind of european tour um you really uh uh it's a very it's a really uh awesome deal and it's fun to read what y'all do and now i'll uh i'll put it on every billboard you know that uh that you have the bears the number eight 2023 class okay well, i appreciate that you know one thing matt i, I do i, I got to thank espn so much i have a great job it, it's a three-level job it's it's analyzing and, and ranking the best high school players in the country plus we televise you know over 40 high school games a year maybe more part of the mcdonald's all-american committee and game and then i get to do college games as well so i get to see these kids at the high school level and then I see them in college, NBA draft work. So I get to touch all different levels of the game. And it, it's a very unique job. It's a job that goes all year round uh, because as of now, you know, we're in the high school circuit, the grassroots. Talk about Trey Johnson. Just saw him you know, two weeks ago in Atlanta at the Nike EYBL. So recruiting keeps you on your toes and it, it keeps you in the thick of things. And I love it. Are you in as many movies as Frasilla, by the way? Have you, uh, have you infiltrated no. the, uh, the Hollywood, uh, some of those Hollywood films? No, no, no. I know Coach Fran was uh, in, in some film recently. Uh, he, he's a celebrity star. I'm, I'm just an ordinary <laughs> worker. <laughs> I've seen you on TV. I've seen the suits you wear. Do not try to act like you can't play the celebrity game. Paul, it's a... Uh, Fun catching up with you. I uh, look forward to talking to you soon. All right. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. There he goes. Uh, Paul Biancardi joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Really good information there from Paul on a lot of fronts. I mean, I I don't know, Aaron. Maybe that they put that up there somewhere, but that's kind of neat that he shared with us that they've redone that 2023 class and Baylor has moved in, what did he say, Aaron, number eight or number nine now? Um, 
He said, yeah, it looks like Baylor is, it looks like Baylor in that 2023 recruiting class that Jacoby Walter, now uh, Eve uh, Missy, and uh, uh, Miro Little is now the number eight recruiting class in the country. So pretty cool stuff there. And they've moved Jacoby Walter up to the number eight player in the country. So uh, some great information there. Uh, you can, we can go a lot of different directions with that, having Paul Biancardi from ESPN on. And uh, if people don't know who Trey Johnson is, number one player in the country, 2024, just led Lake Highlands Wildcats, uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, RISD, to a Class 6A state title. And he's the most coveted player in the country for 2024. And Baylor, uh, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe there's been a player they wanted as much as this guy. I mean, Keonti was a great recruit. Jared Butler was a great recruit. They've, they've had some incredible recruits. Kendall was a, a big-time uh, recruit, Kendall Brown. But I don't know if any if anybody's ever ranked quite as high as Trey um, that they've wanted. And if they land him, uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. And we've got some more college stuff to share with you. And then also want to react a little bit more to today's announcement from the NBA about uh, about the uh, lack of suspension for uh, for the Joker for Nikola uh, Jokic. That is next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Our money is covered. Check Baylor Athletics on the Monday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor softball closes the regular season in historic and dramatic fashion. We'll give you details. Plus, women's golf opens play in the NCAA Regional in Pullman, Washington. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is dad. Wedding bells and suddenly... Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. Looking for power, performance, adventure, or luxury? We've got it all at Alan Samuels Dodge Jeep in Waco. Shop the greatest selection of brand new inventory in Central Texas during the Memorial Day sales event and get amazing deals on Ram trucks, Jeep, SUVs, Chrysler, sedans, and minivans or a sporty Dodge all month long. Browse online and get pre-approved with no impact to your credit score or come in and find the vehicle that's right for you today. Hurry in to the Memorial Day sales event going on now at Alan Samuels in Waco. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor softball closed the regular season in dramatic fashion with a sweep of fifth-ranked Texas this weekend. First, a 9-1 Baylor win in Austin, a five-inning run rule victory for the Bears. Then the series shifted to Waco, a 5-2 win for the Bears on Saturday. Then a walk-off 2-1 victory for the Bears on Sunday to get their first sweep of Texas since 2018. After the game, Baylor head coach Glenn Moore. Yeah, just we're so proud of these girls uh, to be able to um, take on the number five team in the country without your ace in the circle. And those 
Riley and Casey and the defense step it up and get these three wins. Nobody would have bet on us this weekend, but it showed what kind of heart these girls have and what kind of talent we have. We're a pretty talented team, too. Well, I told my wife when I walked off the field, I said, if I'd have bet you that we had swept Texas without our ace pitcher in the circle, would you have taken that bet? She said, I'd have bet a lot of money on that one. So she didn't have a, she didn't have a lot of confidence that we'd take three from them. But she knows that I, I believe in those young pitchers, and I know what kind of heart they have and how much they've grown this, this year. And it's nice for it to end this way at Getterman and against the number five team in the country. And, you know, I, I'll say this. I'm so proud of our girls because I know how good that team is, and I know what they've done to their opponents. They're a fairly young team, and they're going to make some mistakes that might have cost them a little bit, but their pitching staff's very solid. Um, shut us down today, and uh, we just never gave up. So I, I really respect uh, um, the amount of talent that's on the, that other side of the field to be able to pull it off three games in a row, I think, should give us great confidence going into postseason. Glenn Moore and Baylor softball finished the regular season at 39 and 15, 8 and 10 in conference play. They'll be the number four seed in the Big 12 tournament opening play on Thursday in Oklahoma City against fifth seed Iowa State. It'll be a noon first pitch from ASA Hall of Fame Stadium in OKC on Thursday. Also from the weekend, Baylor women's tennis bowed out of the NCAA tournament with a four-love second-round loss to Texas A&M in College Station. And women's golf opens play today in the NCAA Regional in Pullman, Washington. Baylor the number two seed beginning this morning at the Palouse Ridge Golf Club. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information. ESPN Central Texas. Sometimes we say that a person has a wealth of experience. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Accumulating wealth is like gaining experience. Both demand hard work. If you'd like to grow your hard-earned wealth, let me put more than 25 years of experience to work for you. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Up to 60% off storewide clearance now at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Friendly GIA certified diamond experts, top diamond quality, thousands of markdowns hurry in. Up to 60% off at this first time ever clearance event at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond stud earrings, watches, diamond fashion and gold fashion, all up to 60% off. Not a discount store, it's only at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find T-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. 
Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family owned and operated and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddock's Heating and Air specializes in residential installation, service, and new construction for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star ratings and Google reviews. Haddock's Heating and Air, 254-301-5373 and on Facebook. Member Better Business Bureau, licensed TACLB 106271E. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. That is the uh, Matt Mosley show, and um, I tell you, we've got all kinds of stuff going today. Boy, Paul Biancardi was great, and we'll get that we'll get that out to you. But uh, they now have uh, he shared with us that they now have the Baylor class uh, with uh, with a new player added. And what happens is, no matter where Eve Misi is is rated. Having another player, especially a top 50 player, I think they put him at 50th now in the 2023 class. He was 12th, I believe, in the 2024 class and may have even improved some on that. But uh, he does help the Baylor class, and now it comes up to a top 10 class in the country. And as Paul Biancardi said, uh, you know, Scott Drew, I think he quoted was quoted saying he's done miracle work there. So, uh, Eve uh, Missy, he said of him, and Eve Missy, the uh, the Cameroonian uh, player that's been at prolific prep in California and the Los Angeles area, coming to Baylor has reclassified and will be with the Bears. He said of him, you know, rim runner, shot blocker, defender, and has some offensive moves is going to be able to score a little bit all Baylor needs I mean let's Flo Thamba did some nice things and he got better over the years was he ever the scorer people wanted him to be no no he didn't he was never going to develop some kind of great offensive game he got better at catching it turning around making a few shots here and there and at times he did help Baylor on offense but he was mainly a shot blocker big body great leader uh, he did so many good things. But Eve Missy comes in, and this is a different – I mean, he, this is 6'11", quick. He's not as thick, not as powerful as Flo Thamba was, but certainly has the rim running, finishing, and has the jump hook, has a little bit of that. I mean, you couldn't watch this year's March Madness and see FAU, San Diego State, Creighton, all these teams certainly, uh, you know, have some kind of huge players. Some of them more than one, and they come at you in waves. Aaron, who is that? That um, with UConn? Think about it. They had a star player that was so good. You know, like the big man. Who I can't remember if he's coming back to UConn or turning pro or what. But he was great. And then they would bring a guy off the bench 
who was like 7'2 or 7'3. And he trans I can't remember where he transferred in from. He was awesome. He was incredible. And they just came at you in waves, and it made me think, what if Baylor could load up and go big? And and now they have uh Ojanwana, they got Missy, and they got everyday John. And then Loner's a big guy, and Bridges is big. I mean, Bridges is tall. Bridges is not maybe as thick, needs to maybe add some muscle. But he's 6'7". Loner's 6'7", 6'8". He's thick. I mean, this this has a chance to be a pretty big team. Last year, they won a lot of games, but it was all on their shooting. And it did not have the defensive team they've had in the past. They were a really good offensive team that could hit the three. And when they were on... They were great. And when they were off, they could get blown off the floor. And it happened to them, and they get out-rebounded. And one of those games, I think, against Iowa State, it was an embarrassing number. And they just didn't, honestly, this team, while Flagler and some of these guys were great, um, Cryer, all the guys. I mean, it's a good team. They just didn't have the same either ability or there was a, they didn't take pride in their defense as much as past teams. Even the season before, they were a much better defensive team than this past season. So we'll see where it goes, but really cool to hear about. And then the competitive fire that Miro Little's going to bring, the uh, the Finnish player. And when I say Finnish, you know, I'm talking about Helsinki and that, that part of the world. Um Great, great player who's going to – not a one-and-done, and I think Baylor people will love that. You know, I, I think – you know, it's funny you com- what you complain about. You, 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 All these years, you look at all these Kentucky players, they send to the NBA, and you're like, what would it be like if we had one-and-done? And then you get a few one-and-done guys, and you're like, well, I don't like these one-and-done guys. I don't want Keontae George to leave us and go in the next year. Well, it's just – if they're a lottery pick, they're gone. Sorry, that's going to happen. The good news is, I mean – if Jacoby Walter ends up a lottery pick, it means he had an incredible season. I don't think Jacoby Walter is built like Keontae. He's not that. He he is very skilled. He's long. He can get to his shot. He could end up being a much better defender. Uh, I say much better. I don't know. I think he could be a better defender than Keontae. Does he have the offensive game that Keontae had? No. No, but few people do. Keontae is a top five in, in, in this draft class, he's a top five or top ten player in the world. I mean, you don't get that every year. But Miro Little is going to be very competitive, fiery, won't back down from anybody, and he'll remind you uh, of some of these guards that Baylor had. Uh, Aaron, who was the guard that was from – was he from Finland – Remember years ago they had somebody, and I want to almost say his name. It was something like Manu, not Manu, but uh, he was so good. And, I mean, they've had some foreign guy, obviously Sohan. Um, well, it was born, I believe. He was Polish, I, but born, I grew up in the Oklahoma area, but, uh, but Polish by virtue of his mom. Uh, what an incredible group this is going to be i mean this is going to be fun to see how they put this team together and then of course if they could land trey johnson it truly would go down as one of the biggest recruiting uh coups ever who am i somebody out there listening to us will will text in oh i know who i'm thinking about lecompte he was aaron where was he from was he from finland as well um is it manu lecompte 
think it might have been L E C O M uh, T E, or it might have had a P in there. Manu Lecompte. I mean, he was a fun, great little. Uh, I mean, and had some. He he had he was thick. He was a thick dude who would go at you. Was not that tall, but uh, really good player uh, for the Bears. Now, I, there's something going around that today in college news. Uh, West Virginia's coach went on the Bill Cunningham show on Monday morning this morning and directed a homophobic slur towards Xavier University fans. Now, he was probably trying to be funny or something, and he said something, well, just idiotic. It was a homophobic slur, and I, obviously I'm not going to say it. But he took a shot at him, and he and he, he also called him a, a Catholic. I mean, honestly, Aaron, the more I look at this, and I'm going to have to listen to it and see kind of what context. He may have been trying to be funny. Now, West Virginia will try to keep him, but this is – Aaron, if I'm reading this the right way, there's an F and an S, and if I think it's the homophobic slur that they're talking about um, – he probably should get fired over this. I mean, Aaron, as you read this, and I'm not one of these old Mosley's a cancel culture kind of guy, but Aaron, you can, most people could not get away with saying what he said. And first of all, how? I mean, this guy's been around and doing national interviews forever. How do you say that on the radio? I mean, I say a lot of stuff. I probably regret it over the years doing live radio. But Aaron, the homophobic slurs he used on on... Um, this I guess this guy's been a radio host in Cincinnati since the early 80s. And, of course, um, Coach Huggins was coached at Cincinnati all those years ago and had a great run there. Aaron, does this guy survive this, or is this the end of Huggins' career? Honestly, from what we've seen in other similar situations, I, I just don't think he does. I'm not saying one way or another, whether that's right or wrong, but just judging from some similar situations, I don't. I think that this is going to slowly build and it eventually result in him resigning. It's just that, a, that A's guy the other night that said what he did, um, he had visited you know, the museum um, the, um, in, in Kansas City, uh, the Negro League Museum, which is just incredible, and I've just heard great things about it. And, and all he was trying to do – was was bring that up his trip and he and and, and and it was accidental but he says something horrible in 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 saying the name of the museum and i don't know if he'll get to work again to me that's different than what huggins did here that guy just made an awful mistake i don't think he meant to be racist or anything and in fact the 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 uh, executive uh, of from the museum has come out in saying, you know, in I don't know if defending is the right word, but in, in a in a state of sort of forgiveness and said, hey, the guy did not. I, I don't think in his heart of hearts he meant this. This was Bob Huggins. Man, I, I cannot believe. And, and in fact, Aaron, I'm going to during this break that's coming up in a couple of minutes, I'll listen to it because I kind of hate to comment on something when I'm just looking at a transcript. I kind of want to hear what it sounds like. The context I mean, he probably was, 
um, trying to be funny, and he was talking about Xavier, and it came up in the context of him saying any school that can throw rubber, and he talks about a male body part, on the floor and then say they didn't do it, by God, they can get away with anything. All right. Now, that alone is nothing. That's fine. And and the guy that he's doing the radio show must have been kind of egging him on a little bit because his rejoinder to that, Aaron, in the transcript I'm looking at it said, um, I think it was transgender night, wasn't it? And and then Huggins just went with some crazy stuff, and he and he used some homophobic slurs. And again, all this tells you is if a guy is willing to say that on the radio, <laughs> that's not a mistake. That's something he says probably all the time behind closed doors, and you can't get away with it anymore. There's no way you can get away with that. I mean, there was a time maybe you could say some stuff, but even going back to when Don Imus said the racist stuff, um, it ended his career. And quite honestly, it was so horrible and despicable, I understood that. I'm usually more of a, listen, if, they've ne- if they don't have any history of saying this stuff, hopefully we can forgive and move on. But, man, what Huggins said, I'll listen to it over the break here, Aaron, and then uh, I'll I'll kind of give my take. But I think this may be it for Coach Huggs. Um, really shocking stuff out there uh, in the sports world. And, and uh, Aaron, I'm glad you brought that to my attention. I've been focused on some of our guests today. We've had incredible guests, but uh, I'll uh, I'll give this thing a listen. It is time for the dismount. we got to say goodnight to you. We'll do it next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Attention farmers and ranchers. 